0: get
1: started
0: let's do it <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody welcome back to another episode of another bourbon show we've got a different one for you tonight i took it outdoors um because i just wanted to say fuck steven in his recording or his editing uh and you I, the listener because, like, by the way more importantly <laughs> both of them right like well, let's go back to that joke the fact that we don't have any listeners or viewers <laughs> We'll go back to that joke.
2: I can't imagine why.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So tonight we are, uh, yeah, I'm outside. I'm going to be outside. I don't give a fuck. Uh, We are drinking a bottle that I mentioned a second ago is potentially the hardest to get bottle that I have um, out of anything on my shelves. Uh, We're going to be drinking some Penelope Tokaji. Um, which was really hard to get to begin with. But in addition, this is a a barrel pick of it, which was, you know, unheard of, basically. Uh, It is 107 proof, which makes it 53.5% alcohol, aged six years. And in case you didn't know, Tokaji is specifically a Hungarian type of wine. Uh, It's supposed to be like a super decadent, Like um, amazing wine that is uh, comes from a specific region of Hungary. So, uh, so that's what this is. And before we do, oh, I don't. I think I paid like seventy dollars for it, something like that. Um, But before we do anything else, Stephen, what do you think of that label?
2: Well, Penelope makes good labels. I think. I mean, I think all their packaging is pretty good. Um, I think that. They are targeting a specific market, right? We talked about that before. And I think that it's it's good for that, you know, um, because it's going to come down to personal preference. Do you like a really floral, like kind of feminine bottle or do you not? Um, but I think it's really fitting and it seems to be doing really well for them. It seems to be a good market. And um, I think the Tokaji like label itself looks really cool. And it fits in well with that scheme. I'm actually going to be giving this one an eight. To me, it's one that's, I think it's right up there with, uh, with some of the best labels that Penelope personally has. And, uh, I mean, you can't argue with their success, and I think it is a really fitting label. So. Ryan?
0: Ryan, did you want to add
1: anything? What was that, Stephen? I couldn't hear you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, I agree with Stephen. And uh, if you didn't know... Like what Tokat, like you look at the spelling, you think it's something that's Japanese, right? Right. Right. It just so happens to be named after a region in Hungary. But yeah, wines in that area are real decadent and sweet. It gets colder in those areas throughout the year. So you're going to see wines that are sweeter and more decadent in nature. So interested to to see what this tastes like. And I don't know a a lot
0: about the wine because I'm not a wine drinker, but supposedly it's like really, really, really challenging to make that particular wine. They like have to, correct me if I'm wrong, somebody please. It's something like they have to like infect the grapes with a particular, I don't know. It's like they got, they got to do something fucking special with the grapes. That's all I know. Um, so yeah. I mean,
1: it's like and a great like fungus or something that has to attack the, the grapes. Something like that. It's, yeah. yeah. And
0: they do it intentionally, of course, but it's like, it takes like an artisan to fucking do it or something. I don't know. But I have been wanting to try this since I got the bottle. And I intentionally did not open it because I wanted our first, my first try to be on this show. Because in the past, we've tried the cask strength and the white label 80 proof and we did not like them so this is like and I have not had a single other Penelope beyond those but this is a situation where I just want to continue giving Penelope a chance I'm not giving up on them and I'm hoping that this is the one that's going to knock it out out of the park because I've got three or four four other bottles of Penelope products down in the basement that I want to give a try at some point in the future So, So what do you say we give it a taste? Let's do it.
1: Or a nose. Let's do it. If you want to try a Topaji wine, here on the Illinois side, Costco is selling one right now. Oh, Costco is? Yeah. Cool. So, wow,
0: that, like, the wine is, like, very apparent on the nose. Like,
2: that's what I was going to say, too.
0: Yeah. It is more like, smelling a glass of wine than it is a glass of whiskey but i do get the whiskey
1: in there almost reminds you like a like a a more toned down version of like a cognac nose
0: yeah yeah like uh, yeah very much like a cognac nose without as much like there's no burn
1: yeah
0: like i get no burn on the nose I can smell some alcohol, but I don't get, like, that pungent burn inside my nose. And for 107 proof, I mean, that's that's up there.
1: Yeah.
0: Love, I, I love this
1: nose.
2: Yeah, it's very good, and I, and I get some oak, a little bit of oak and a little bit of wheat. That's, like, some of the primary notes I get that are, you know, whiskey-ish.
0: It's over, like... Sweetness is everywhere on the nose. Everything else beyond sweetness is really subtle to me.
1: It's creamy too. Like you can tell, it's gonna. It smells creamy. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. And the
0: legs are just fucking insane on this.
2: Very thick legs on the on the glass.
1: Yeah. Well, guys, Cheers. I got to taste it.
2: Cheers. Cheers. Well, that's good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. So, on the nose, it's it's all like wine and sweetness. On the palate, it's sweetness, but it's so much more than just sweet.
2: You all know it. That. The, f- the first thing that strikes me is if it's kind of like if you did a Midwinter Nights Dram with an Amburana stave in it.
1: Or
0: or like a Midwinter Nights Dram is almost often very wine tasting. Right? Like they Like they intentionally left some wine in the barrels. It's like This provides more of a hint of the wine. Like, you can definitely taste the wine on the palate, but not to the extent that a Midwinter's Night's Dream has so much wine flavor
2: to it. Yeah.
0: And a hug. God damn, that gave me a warm hug.
1: Very well-balanced. I mean, you know, honey you get that rye spice. I know it's higher in, in rye content, right? Um mm-hmm. It's like whipped cream. It's a, it's a four grain it's yeah. still a four grain okay, bourbon. bourbon. Okay. It's it's like someone put whipped cream in the distilling and it's like it when I drink it it's so it's decadent in the way I like. And complex, right? Like
0: the flavors you get at the beginning are completely different than two minutes after you sip it. Like, nice, long finish. And it's got some heat to it.
1: It does. Yeah, and it,
0: does. It, it drinks like 107 proof. It, it doesn't have a nose of 107 proof. But it's definitely got A feeling of one hundred and seven on the palate and the finish.
2: Yeah, that warmth. There's a lot of warmth, but it's weird sensation because you're just tasting like honey on the finish. Yeah, and then but there's just a lot, a lot of warmth behind it. Um, It's. I mean, this is pretty stellar from the moment you know you smell it to the back of the finish. It's um, like you said, it's really complex. I keep going back to. That Midwinter Night's Dram with um, Amburana stave in it or something. It's like a lot of great combinations of like distinct flavors that are still coming together to make like a really cohesive thing where it also doesn't feel complex. It doesn't feel overly complex. Like it's just like, oh, that's kind of a challenging thing to drink. It's just good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think this is going to be one of our highest rated, I imagine. (laughs) Yeah. That we've done. Um, This is. It's I. I'm honestly surprised because I was so let down by the one I had the first time. Where I mean, I, I've I've talked about my, I wouldn't call it like disdain or anything, but that regular bourbon I had, I'm like, eh, I probably won't ever drink anything from Penelope again.
0: Well, yeah. again, we did, we did have the it was a while.
1: Strength, was a, yeah, we did have the white label, yeah. I thought the white label, for me, was such a turnoff that it's it's good that they're making good stuff now. And this is so a, they, co- a complete 180 from, from when we drank this in 2020.
0: So they still offer the white label. They still offer the cask strength. And, like, I didn't go back and look at my, like, look at the episode notes or anything like that. But I do remember us being let down by the white label that it was too expensive for what you get, and that it just lacked flavor. It was a poor attempt to bring women into the whiskey market. That's pretty much what I remember us saying, in a nutshell. And then I remember us saying about the cask strength, that they were trying too hard, that it was too harsh. It was, I think, 114 proof, but that it drank higher than 114 proof, and all you got was heat, if I remember correctly. And that they needed to find, and we—I think we recommended, like, figure out a way to get it a balance between the two, and not that they were listening, obviously, but because nobody does. But this is kind of like what we were talking about: tone it down as far as the heat goes, and God damn, this is this is phenomenal.
2: Yeah, how does that cigar go with it, Dan?
0: Uh, it goes very well.
2: I'd imagine it, it would. Well. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't even remember what I'm smoking tonight. I've got two others that I'm going to follow up with if I want to. This is a La Gloria Cubana Society cigar. It's a good cigar. I wait. It's actually it's, the first time I've had this cigar.
2: There's a lot of nice spices to this and some sweetness in there. To me, it seems like it'd be a good pairing.
0: So, I don't. I don't know that we've talked about it. Have we talked about in, uh, about Penelope getting bought out?
2: Uh, I feel like we've mentioned it. I could be wrong.
0: I don't know. I don't know I if thought, we did during an episode or not. I don't
1: think we did. What it We talked about. Uh, what was it TX? Was it TX or was it, uh, who was the big Texas distillery? Balconies? Balconies. One of them got bought like a significant share by somebody. There's Garrison right. Brothers. There's TX. There's Balconies. M- who did
2: MGP buy recently? Penelope. Okay. So, That's, that, uh, so is, we yeah. definitely did talk about it because MGP bought Penelope and Penelope was sourcing MGP. Yes. And they sold the bag to them. Yeah. We talked about that. Yeah.
0: Okay. I just want to reiterate that I think that it is the funniest buyout that has ever happened in the history of Forever. I get why they did it. I totally understand it. If anything, it speaks to what Penelope has, not necessarily with us, because again, we have not been fans of the two that we've had previously, but the general public has gone ape shit. For Penelope. Like. Like it is. The white label and the cast strength are regular, regularly available. Everything else from their line. Has been just. Say, the skaters are saying hi to y'all. <laughs> but everything else has just become. Extremely hard to get. And if nothing else. It speaks to like. MGP recognizing. Hey it's in our best interest. To just buy into what they're doing. We support what they're doing with our product, but it's still just goddamn hilarious to me.
2: Yeah. Dan, can you do me a favor? Can you just like throw a tennis ball into that tree really? hard?
0: (laughs) It's not this tree. That's the problem.
2: (laughs) Uh,
1: It's weird though. Sometimes it'll just go silent. I don't know if they all stop in unison. I Mm -hmm. think maybe the mic picks it up and then it'll stop for a few seconds. And then it picks it back up.
0: Well, they're gaining intensity as, like, right now.
1: Yeah. It's like Penelope has been since, uh, 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I'm enjoying that. It was very good. So it's... You touched
0: on it earlier, earlier, Stephen, that it's got like a honey sweetness.
2: I'm a Finnish. I, did, I think the the Finnish are, ta- tastes like honey. I don't – yeah.
0: I didn't expect that the sweetness would be a honey-type sweetness. I expected it to be a, a richer, deeper sweetness. I don't know if it was because of the color or the proof or the fact that it's a – Got it's coming out of a wine cask. I didn't know, but I really did expect it to be a like a deeper, richer sweetness. But the the sweetness that it has is the perfect sweetness for the poor.
2: Yeah. And this I think is actually the most honey tasting note I've had in any whiskey, maybe. Uh be- yeah. besides ones that have honey in the name. Oh um, well, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it tastes very much like honey on the finish to me at a certain point.
1: Man, that's good.
2: A little clove in there?
1: Oh, <laughs> a little clove cigarette?
0: little Jarm International? Or, the, or is it, was it Jarm Black for you, Ryan? I did
1: Black, yeah. Mm. God, those, I'll bring some to Stephen's wedding. We'll have a party. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Man, I got some cigars lined up
0: for us. You can hear me, right?
2: Yeah, sure. <laughs> why don't we Why don't we start? Don't we out for a second. Cigar went out. God damn it. What do you What do you say, we guys give We give this a score.
0: We're <laughs> <laughs> just gonna end this motherfucker that fast. <laughs>
2: All right, let's fucking write I, this. Let's write this bottle. Nobody's gonna listen to forty minutes of this. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'll go
0: first. Nine seven. Wow. Um, I don't. I don't know what else you could want from a bottle of whiskey. I. I don't. Um. It's yeah. It's it hits everything. It does everything well. It doesn't like you don't have to try too hard. It's like, it's complex, but you don't have to even try. You don't have to put effort into picking out flavors because everything is balanced. Well, it blends well together. So everything is easy to pick up. It's enjoyable. It's pleasant, pleasant. Um, it's not too sweet so I it's not like I would get a upset stomach if I drank it too much from like too much sugars. It's not too hot it's not it's not too much of anything but it's also not too little of any of anything so that's what I rate it that's where it's at. I love this shit.
1: yeah, it's very good um, I uh Obviously was reserved going into it because I thought I was going to hate it. And I'm glad I don't hate it. And, and I'm probably, and I've been wrestling with the score because I like angels and rye so much, even though it's made by Bacardi. Sometimes things surprise you, right? A company can make something bad, but they could also make something really, really good. And it'll surprise you. And it'll give you a newfound respect for, for that particular brand or, or, and I think, I think that's something Pen- Penelope's doing really well. They've, they, I mean, they're masters now. I mean, this is like a nine point five. This is unbelievable. Um, like strawberries and whipped cream. I got, I got strawberries on it. Um, the clove that Stephen mentioned. The honey. I mean, it's so decadent and, ri- and like just so well balanced. And when I look at Angel's envy Riots, it's very, very, very decadent, right? And you don't really get anything else besides that. It's nice to get something so decadent and then well balanced with the honey and the clove and everything else thrown into it. So I'm gonna give it a nine point five. Uh, I see why MGP bought their own product back.
2: <laughs> um, I'm gonna be giving this one. You know, at first I was between a nine. I, I was thinking nine point five, but. I think Dan convinced me. I'm going to go up to a 9.7 as well because I really don't see as well what else I would want from this. Um, but as time goes by, I would probably rate Angels Envy Rye even a, a few points higher too um, and, and not bump this one down because I do find them like overall similar. And it makes me appreciate, really, this bottle, as good as it is, it makes me appreciate Angels Envy Rye that much more and just how easy it is to get. This is probably top three that I've had. So the score should definitely reflect that. And I don't know what else you would want from this. So yeah. 9.7. And join us next week where I'll be recording from my fucking bathroom during <laughs> a steaming dump. show <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's it's one night it's one night dude
2: <laughs> dude I wish, so I, wish can, I wish you could can i hear can't hear ryan him. over the cicada right now this is gonna be in like an insane episode maybe ca- <laughs> it me, I'm it'll like, be fun i'm telling i'm telling you right now i'm gonna put like the cicada episode in the title <laughs>